Hello, all you beautiful people, and welcome to The Glorious and the Mundane. I'm your host, Christy Knuckles. Thank you so much for tuning in this past week and for all the love and encouragement that you guys have shown as I've launched this new dream of mine. I was so happy to see that many of you resonated with the theme and the title of the podcast. Some of you even said, I've been writing on that very subject, or that's what God's been teaching me too, and I love that. It's just proof to me that there's really no new truths under the sun, but rather there's these ancient truths and the Holy Spirit is alive and active and sort of breathing them out and revealing these truths to us just when we need them the most. And it's just an exciting thing when it resonates, isn't it? It makes us know that we're not crazy somehow or that He's just closer than we think. And I'm just so excited as this has been unfolding. And as I shared on Instagram in regards to this theme and my story, I shared that years ago, I had what I affectionately call my farm table epiphany. But rewinding just a few years before that, before this big kitchen revelation, I had reached a season in my life that I really believed that God was allowing me to feel the weight of what my world can turn into and look like when I'm not fully trusting Him with the big picture, with my life. And I know that sounds so basic, but how it all unfolded for me was truly life-changing. And as I shared in the last podcast, this all began when Nathan and I had been on the road for almost a decade. We were called Watermark then. And as I look back, we were 100% in a baby haze. (laughs) With two small children at that point, but throw in the added bonus of living a bunch of our life together on a bus, our kids pretty much learn to crawl and then to walk on buses. It makes me giggle thinking about how our band used to sit in the front lounge of the bus, and our kids would be kind of toddling through the front lounge and as we're driving, and the band would just kind of know to stick their legs out and sort of catch our kids so they wouldn't tumble into the driver. I also remember laying in the back lounge of the bus in the middle of the night, watching Noah, our firstborn, literally catch air off of his pack and play as we barreled down the highway, or the time we tried to figure out how we could bungee tie Ellie's car seat when she was a newborn to the legs of the table in the back lounge of the bus so that I could just get some sleep. I just wanted to be sure if the driver slammed on the brakes that she wasn't going anywhere. Then there was the element of continually returning home to loads of dirty laundry still not done and loads of food to throw out from the fridge. And at the time, the house we were living in, I'd like to mention, was infested with brown recluse spiders. So we would come home from tour. And I remember literally, we went in to the master bedroom. We were so tired. We put the babies down, pulled back the covers, and there was a brown recluse spider in our bed. And then we went to the guest bedroom after we killed the spider and pulled back those covers, and there were two brown recluse spiders under the covers. So needless to say, we went to a hotel (laughs) until we could get our home figured out and sprayed, and it was just a crazy time of our lives. But however, when things would get quiet and I'd finally have a moment to sit still, God would just come after my heart like only He can. And I would sit sometimes in those moments and just cry. Often I'd be rocking a baby to sleep, but just completely exhausted, longing so much in my heart to just not miss it. It seemed impossible, though. I'd think to myself, I basically want it all. I wanted to stay home and be a mama, 
but I also long to use these gifts that were in my heart and to use my voice. And I just didn't know how I could possibly make it all work somehow. And to stop at that point would mean letting a lot of people down. The motive was pure. I can attest to that. The whole reason that we did all that we did and that we do what we do still is because we love Jesus and we love people and we love how He uses music to change people's lives. But there were demands at that point and there were expectations whether we liked it or not. I remember it felt like a merry-go-round some days. One could certainly try to get off of it, but hands down, you were going to get scuffed up trying. And when I'd sit and dream about making a jump for it, I'd go round and round all over in my head again about how we couldn't and why we couldn't. But what if we could at least make it slow down? We could slow the pace. What if the merry-go-round could just slow down enough that I could get off and on a little more often? It was worth a try, but I knew what was inevitable. This was going to make a lot of people in our world unhappy. And it did, but we had realized that in order to survive as a family, we were going to need to literally swim upstream on pretty much all fronts at all times. Yes, at times this would mean saying no, way more than our management company or a record label were comfortable with. In fact, our management company was so not okay with it, enough that one wintry afternoon in 2002, we had an unexpected visit from our manager. Now, I'm not trying to make managers out to be slimy people. There are lots of great people out there who are managers. But I will say, though, there have been many times through the years that it felt like us versus them or, quite frankly, our little family against the world sometimes. I'll never forget his words to us that day. He said, if you continue to choose to say no to things and operate in this way, then we'll be forced to drop you. In fact, we learned as he continued to talk that he had indeed already been sent there to drop us. There was actually no ultimatum. And that's okay because, of course, hindsight is twenty twenty. But at the time, I was every bit defensive, and pretty much all the postpartum and all the mama in me rose up to defend my roost. I recall that I started to lay into him to let him kind of have it for ditching us, especially at such a vulnerable time with having a newborn upstairs and a toddler, both napping. As I started in on him, saying a few pointed things and just getting warmed up, my husband Nathan looked at me and shook his head no just the slightest bit. And I knew that meant, let it go, Christy, which I knew was also God saying through my very wise husband, let it go, Christy. And before I could even think to say another word, I kid you not, both children in two separate rooms woke up from their naps wailing. So the wonderful sound of crying babies filled our living room through the baby monitor, and this was my cue to exit. I remember I didn't even say goodbye to our manager that day. I just walked out of the room and upstairs into our newborn baby's room. This was a stake in the ground moment that I'll never forget. As I walked out of Ellie's room holding her and into the hallway, I was met by Nathan. He was holding Noah. Each with the child in our arms, we faced each other and just stared in disbelief. We had just been dropped by our management company literally for choosing our family over our career. Nathan asked me what I was thinking. I shared with him that I felt overwhelmed with a sense that God was going to take care of us no matter what, and that this was not man dropping us, but this was God releasing us. Somehow, God gave me complete assurance in that moment that if we just trust Him in this, He would make a way for us in anything we put our hands to. I, in turn, asked Nathan how it went downstairs when I had left the room. He said, nothing happened. I just walked him to the door. I said, really? But what were you thinking? And in true Nathan fashion, he said, 
I was thinking, get off my land and don't touch my roosters. Of course, we didn't have any roosters. That was just all the daddy rising up in him to defend what God had given him to lead and take care of. We both just fell out laughing in the hall after he said it. And I remember going downstairs and watching the sunset through the kitchen window that night with such incredible peace in my heart somehow. See, I was learning that the touring and the career and even the ministry opportunities were not the issue. The issue was, do I fully trust God with the gift He's given me? Do I fully trust Him with my life, my dreams, my longings, so much that I'd give up some things that in every way make sense on paper and even grow my bank account or my platform? Now, do I think you need to start saying no to everything? No, not necessarily. My heart in all of this is just to share how God prodded my heart many years ago to begin operating in a way that highlighted His faithfulness and honestly Him showing up in miraculous ways that I actually couldn't even make sense of. Well, I chose that story today because today's guest is my friend Angie Smith, and that so happens to be one of her favorite stories that I tell. She often asks me to recite it to her or to tell other people about it when we're together. Angie has remained one of my favorite people for many years. We've been friends for a long time, and you're going to find out today actually how we first met and an unusual role that Angie played in my life before she was an author and before we ever shared the platform together. I think you'll find it both odd and interesting. Angie is an incredible writer. She's written several books and has several Bible studies out. Her current study called Seamless is just amazing, and you'll want to check it out for sure. I'll give you some resource information after the podcast, but before we dive in, I must warn you that when Angie and I get together, there is one thing for sure that I know will always happen. We laugh, and I mean the kind of laughing where we just kind of hold on to each other with our mouths open and no sound is coming out, and neither of us are breathing pretty much. Well, you'll hear it, but enjoy our conversation of two friends getting together and just kind of reminiscing on the story that's unfolded over the past several years. So enjoy. I'm so excited you're here. I'm so glad to be here. This is awesome. You came to my house for one thing. Which I know. I've not been here. Exciting. All and together. Oh, I wish everyone could be here with us because it's so beautiful. And it's like a rainy day and it feels like it it's the perfect day to be at this house. I love that someone said the other day it was a Christmas house. <laughs> I feel like that's such a high compliment. You know how, like, I don't get to see you that often because it's nutty. So I know a lot about your life from social media. <laughs> so do you think that's weird that I'm like, so I heard someone called your house a Christmas house? It might be because the boxwood wreath is still hanging. <laughs> and the, <laughs> There's no boxwood police, so I just put different ribbon on it. It's like blue. That would be so red. awesome if you just had a like a legit Christmas tree in your foyer with lights still on it, and you just made it sound like someone made this offhand comment. I'm like, I wonder why they said that. <laughs> um, no, it does have a Christmas feel. It does. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's just like a, a calming thing, but um, I'm so glad you're out here, and I just thought it would be fun. And honestly, it's so funny. When I first thought about doing a podcast, you were I had you in mind. Because Stop. I really wanted to somehow, you know, let people in on um, our world a little bit, mm-hmm. but you know, obviously yours because you're the you're the guest star. Um, <laughs> but just how amazing it is that we've gotten to share the platform mm-hmm. with each other in the last f- several years, but a lot of people don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> just um, and it's so funny. It's like the case with several people that I share the platform with mm-hmm. now. 
um, that we kind of have this yep. sweet history of just like being super normal. Yes. Um, and so did we first meet when we were on the bus? I think it was that tour. And yeah. we. I feel like I've so many times tried to figure out how long ago that was, but it had to be 11. I mean, Kate is 10. Mm-hmm. You were pregnant. I mean, she'll turn 11 in September and I was pregnant with her. Mm-hmm. So, And the twins, I think were like two and a half ish, which would be same as Ellie. Okay. Yeah. Because they're like, but they're all You know December. what I remember, though, is you guys, I remember every night at concert, you would announce, I think that you had been in ministry and married for 10 years. Oh, my gosh. Could that yeah. be right? Uh-huh. So yeah, however many years ago. Yeah, 21. So it's been a while. Crazy. I know. All of our kids are growing up. All of our, you know. Yeah. It feels like it we're, yeah, we're in a totally different place. Mm-hmm. But the bus yeah. was the beginning of it. <laughs> Got on the bus. And I think within four minutes, Noah had locked himself in the bathroom. Do you remember that? <laughs> he locked us all out of the bathroom. <laughs> well, that's another way to say it. <laughs> but it is true that he was inside the bathroom. I guess it depends how you see the world, Kristen. <laughs> Either my kid is locked in the bathroom or oh, I, I can't get in there. Oh, I thought he just locked the bathroom door. Oh, I thought he, he was in there. <laughs> Maybe not. Maybe you're right. It's funny how stories just— Maybe he did lock it and then just, like, close it behind him, and we couldn't get in there. But what I loved about that was, like, we really didn't know each other, (laughs) and that happens. I don't think we'd even left Nashville. Uh -uh. But I remember you saying, like, okay, I've got to take Noah and back, and we're going to have, like, a conversation about this, and we have to, (laughs) like— And I just remember being, like, okay, I love her already. (laughs) The fact that you were, like, I have to discipline. We need to, like, deal with this right Right. now. Sorry I don't know you, and I'm not going to try and, like, I need to prioritize this. It was awesome. I love that about you. You've always been that way. You're great, Mama. Thank you. Yeah, you are. I'll never forget walking in and seeing you sitting. You always sat at that little buffet, kind of like, you know, like, (laughs) not like food. (laughs) You always (laughs) Those were my chubby days, Christy. (laughs) No, I meant, like— the little bank, the bank. Is that what you, you mean in the bus? In the bus. I thought you meant like catering. I was like, <laughs> you're always at a the- dark place for me, Christy. Back off. <laughs> you're always at the buffet. No, so on the bus, there's always like the little. You're right. The little booth. It has a table. Kind yeah. Of, yeah. You were always right. just like nestled in there. Nestled. And I walked in and I was like, who's this? Precious redhead who's not so precious, like and then spunky. Exactly. I know you're like, oh, she's a little, what is it called we were talking about before we started? I can't think of the name of that shrimp. Oh, um, pistol shrimp. Pistol shrimp. That is you. Thanks. Because you kind of got the redheaded mm-hmm. little shrimp. Yeah. I don't know. That's true. Shrimp are sometimes red. Um, so, so we became friends mm-hmm. and spent some time together. I mean, yeah. just, I feel like I... Honestly, I feel like I was just getting to know you. I know. And then we kind of were like, but you got to know me in the time Mm. of life that is even the theme of this podcast, which is called Mm. The Glorious and the Mundane. And so you got to know me kind of like we were watermark, we were rocking, we were still touring. And then when we made the decision to come off the road, Mm -hmm. so it was like um, you knew me in that time of really just like, you know, making choices. We we shared a a love of... um, DIY and home, yeah, home love, and that was how we connected over mm-hmm. that because you'd yes. come in my house and you'd be like, "Okay, right, tell me about this." And Definitely. no one had ever really quizzed me about like <laughs> or like, you know, so people would it come was, in and be like, "Oh, this looks pretty," but you uh-uh. were like, "Okay, tell me about this," right? And that was fun. So we connected. And we lived. Of, I mean, we were basically kind of across the street from each other for mm-hmm. a little while. Yeah. We were close, but that was also a time in your life where I feel like you were learning a lot about things that you, like, 
I feel like when we met was when you were really busy still. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. in the season of that friendship, it was a really tender time for you. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like that was the time where the Lord was really showing you some places where you need to pull back professionally. Yeah. Um, And I'm so grateful that I did get to know you then because Mm -hmm. even now I'll say to you, Chris, your words from that time, Mm -hmm. a decade later, like later still echo Mm -hmm. in my mind when I'm thinking about how to prioritize things or Mm -hmm. how to do them. So Mm. um, I feel like that was just a really sweet season of you kind of figuring out some things that I know led to some huge changes that were really good for you guys. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think back on that, it's like I wouldn't trade it, you know, at all. And and I know it was the right choice, but like Mm. I was grateful to have friends who I could kind of just like flesh that out in front of almost like – and it was hard. I mean, it was a tough decision. Um, and you kind of at that time, um, you got pregnant with Audrey. Yeah. And um, we were the the girl. Our girls were playing together some. Mm-hmm. I was doing. We would do the occasional birthday party. And, yes. Um, y'all would come over. <laughs> <laughs> My elaborate <laughs> birthday party. What did I say to you the other day? I was like, remember when you had like the sound of bugs piped into the house and you were like, I never did that. And I was like, yes, you did. It was a camp theme. We got maps in the mail with like a thing to follow around. And there were animal noises. And you're like, I would never do that. And then later you were like, oh, you mean, what was it? It was like. It was like his camp. It was like a camp thing. Okay. But still there were like crickets. Oh, you were like, oh, you mean crickets. Oh yeah. I did that. I'm like, whatever. You pipe crickets in Martha Stewart. It was awesome. That was Noah's fifth birthday. Oh my gosh. He's 15. That so was it was it was 10 years ago, yeah. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Um also little known fact, I was your real estate agent. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes. I, I mean, mean, we've really covered a lot of ground. It, I mean, th- okay, so I remember when we first started, we we knew we were going to move to Atlanta to uh-huh. help plant Passions City Church. And um, that was kind of a long time coming because actually we didn't tell anyone. We knew for like a while and you were the only person that mm-hmm. knew. We didn't even have to put a sign in the yard nope. because you, um, you know, you're a pistol shrimp. Um, and- excuse me. <laughs> that house, still a running joke at the office that I worked at because they were like, um, in this neighborhood, this would be what it was. And I was like, mm-mm. No, let me just tell you the first person who walks in this house will buy it. It'll be a full price offer. And my broker laughed at me. And that was exactly what happened. Exactly I was like, listen, Christy Knuckles has made this place. <laughs> it was so awesome. And then secretly I was like, I really want to buy this house. We gotta figure out a oh, way to do it. I wish that was would. a sweet house. Yeah. We're so glad you're back. Oh my goodness. Like it I feel like I was telling um, Matt, my manager the other day, like, I feel like um, I had this book open, mm-hmm. and I was, you know, living this season and this story, and then I literally feel like the Lord was like, we're going to shut the book, mm-hmm. and you're going to go, and for seven years, you're going to help plant this church, and then I literally feel like it's just been such a joy, like we're giddy to be back, and like He's just cracked that book mm-hmm. back open. I and like that. Today is like so much a part of that. I hope it's I don't so start cool. crying, but no. like, it is, it's like, it's, it's like, he's just cracking that mm. season, not to go back to the same season, no, but just to go some things you were dreaming in your heart. Then I'm, mm. um, I'm going to, we're going to pick those up again. I love that. You know? And I think, um, that's what's so special to me. I think about getting to share the platform with mm. you now, you know, cause we were in such a different season. We had little bitty, bitty babies. Yeah. 
um, you got pregnant with pregnant with Audrey. You started blogging. Mm-hmm. Um, at that point, I was just following your blog as your friend and mm-hmm. just like being gutted, you know, whenever you would write about it and just just thinking, wow. And that was kind of when blogging really yeah. first started, right? Yeah, it was because I really, honestly, I didn't know what a blog was. It, yeah. it wasn't it wasn't super common. It just made sense to do it that way because I felt like there were so many sweet people who were reaching out and mm-hmm. wanting to know what was going on in the pregnancy, but it was so hard to just keep mm-hmm. telling the stories again or if we would have a doctor's appointment. Right. And people wanted to know, but I'd have to keep saying it over and over again. And it was just, yes. And so it felt like a practical way to sort of say, we would love for you to be involved. Mm -hmm. Um, And so here's a great way for us to be able to do that. But no, blogging wasn't, that wasn't really a thing at that point. And it probably just started out sort of like sweet sailor fans and like family and just kind of keeping. And then it just, you know, how things just blow up when they're and I feel like authentic it was, and sweet and people Yeah, and people just it. related to it. I didn't mm-hmm. realize how many people had been through something exactly like that mm-hmm. or even just some other kind of loss where mm-hmm. they felt a connection to the story. Mm-hmm. It was really sweet. I remember so points in like the cell of the house. Like mm-hmm. I remember, like it was like almost these crazy markers yep. would happen of like, I don't remember what it was, but it was like the... um you know, like the inspection or yeah. things like it that. Was. It was fall on days that it was. It was. And I just, I, as a friend, of course, like, I remember you just being like, it's okay. It's okay. Mm-hmm. Like I would fight, like, you don't need to be doing this. You don't need to be here. And you're like, it's okay. I yeah. Got this, you know, but it, I almost, I remember just a lot of times just not knowing what to say, you know, mm-hmm. but just to like, I remember just bringing food sometimes or yeah. just like, um, I don't know. I but mean, that's the best. I mean, I think that that's how everyone feels. And I've walked through it with so many people mm-hmm. now being on the other side. And even as someone who went through it, I feel that way. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you just don't know what, what that person needs or if they want to talk or if they don't. Or, right. But you always just made it safe to be there. I remember mm-hmm. there – I do. I remember exactly what you're talking about. There was one mm-hmm. appointment in particular – where we had just had a hard appointment. Mm-hmm. And I remember you saying, you don't have to come over today, but I had planned to for something. Yeah. And I just remember you opened the door and I started crying because it was just safe to be yeah. with you. And that, I mean, that is the greatest mm-hmm. gift. That's the best thing you can give someone who's in that place, yeah. you know? It is sometimes like just being there. I remember with my, my miscarriages, like it, it just almost, it's like better when people just are just there. Yeah. Like you said, make it safe and where you can just be quiet if you want. Absolutely. Be quiet and... Or talk about it if you want to talk about yep. it, but just kind of, you know, and sometimes it's better like when you don't, it is better when you don't know what to say, just, yes. just be there yep. and just, you know, make cupcakes or something yeah. and just sit Yes, and, you know. You, often, you know how I love the buffet. <laughs> <laughs> just bring me food and I'll oh be my fine. Gosh. So before you started blogging, and I know, like we said, the blogging was more just keeping everybody up to date, right. but like, was writing something in your childhood or like in college or was the, did those worlds kind of come together when you started yeah. blogging? Is that kind of? I would say, yeah, I, I would say so. I think I, I actually always wanted to be a writer. I mean, even mm-hmm. from the time I was a little girl, but it didn't feel like it was a practical goal. I mean, mm-hmm. I was like, how many people actually become writers? That probably, you know, I should probably study something and mm-hmm. make sure I can get a good job. It sort of felt like a pipe dream. And I don't know why I didn't I didn't pursue it harder, mm-hmm. but I just um 
I don't know if I was afraid of the failure part of it or I just thought, oh, mm. I'd, I'd never be good enough to actually have that be a career. Mm. So it was something that I loved and and I'm sure music is this way for you, but that's part, it's just part of how I process things. It's mm-hmm. part of how I process life is to write. Yeah. So that the blog format was a really natural way mm. to start that and then feel like, oh, I think – I think I love this enough for it yeah. to really be something that I mm. keep trying to do in whatever format it shows up in, you know? Yeah. So it just kind of, yeah, snowballed into other things. And mm. um, so it's been it's been a really cool journey, but I love the way the Lord did that, that it was sort of like it happened in a really natural and organic way where there was no pursuing of it. There was no, yeah. and I think he knew that I would just be so gun shy about that, that yeah. it was sort of like this was a safe and beautiful way for it to yeah. be opened up that way. Mm-hmm. Do you um, do you get agitated when something needs to be fleshed out? Like, that's what happens to me when mm-hmm. I know I need to write about something. But, like, how do you know when it's time to, like, either blog or, like, you know? Yeah, it's usually – it's usually – that's a great word for it. Um, I think it's usually – something will just stir and it's that feeling of like your heart's kind of pounding like mm-hmm. i need to i need to just get this out in a way that will make it make sense to me more it's yeah. sort of like oh there's an idea what's underneath that mm-hmm. and i can sort of start writing and processing mm-hmm. but to be totally honest and this is just i mean this is just today this is like sitting on the couch and being honest mm-hmm. i'm in a season where that's really hard for me mm-hmm. i i feel like i'm i know like writers block people always say that but it, it feels that way. It's been really hard to feel inspired enough to do it. Yeah. And I think some of that is is being tired. I mean, mm-hmm. some of that is mm-hmm. traveling a lot more than I probably should have this yeah. spring. And I, my kids are at ages where they really need me to be available. Mm-hmm. And by the time I, you know, it's different when you have a deadline over your head. You oh, feel yeah. a mm-hmm. different pressure mm-hmm. than when it was just sort of for fun because something came to mind. So... I'm wrestling through that a lot in yeah. trying to figure out what the best way to move past it is, but mm-hmm. I haven't done it yet. I haven't figured it out yet. Yeah. So. Well, even as a songwriter, um, I mean, I do blog some, and I've I've been trying to write a book for like seven years. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know, I, I I do feel like there's sort of like a, a process, and, and when mm-hmm. I write an album or whatever, there will come a time where... I feel like he almost just lets me go into like a cocoon of sorts, mm-hmm. like just, just like a a time where like my brain can sort of yep. shut off from that. Yeah, and and I take that as his protection in those times. Absolutely, of just like you know what, I'm going to shut this part down so that I can fully like yeah. lean into the other things that I need to lean into because I find that I've been so forgetful. Lately, and I think it's because I have so many um, folders open in my uh-huh. mind, like my brain. Yeah. So then, like little conversations or texts or whatever, just immediately or like at night, my it's my brain so... is just throwing them away. <laughs> we were I was riding in the car with a girlfriend of mine, and her kids were in the car, and we're we're like joking about we can't remember anything. And I went, and she said, "Well, you know, it's that." Uh, and her daughter goes, "Buffering, buffering." <laughs> started laughing so hard. I was like, I feel like I'm just constantly buffering. Like, I can't get <laughs> so to where amazing. I'm trying to be. It was great. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. But it, it does, it feels that way. It feels, I love, I mean, the idea of the folders is exactly right. And mm-hmm. you and I both homeschool. Yeah. And we, you know, 
travel depending on the season. <laughs> I know. Homeschool just, that we, the it's, fact that we homeschool just made, both made us laugh. Like. Yeah, especially because <laughs> I was texting you on the way over here like, I need to understand exponents right now. <laughs> that's that's what's happening. I can't write a book because I don't understand oh, seventh grade math. Seriously. But yeah, I mean, it's, and you're, it's not, and I know everyone, no matter what your job or if you even have a job, whatever mm. your life looks like that, it's yeah. hard to separate roles that yeah. we have. And I feel like I wanted to become better at that, and I'm just sort of getting progressively worse. Mm-hmm. I'm not – it's a bad trajectory, I think. <laughs> I don't know how to fix it, though. I really don't. Yeah. It's that elusive balance question. I know, and, and I was going to ask you that next. It's the it's the age-old question that every working mom or even mm-hmm. just woman who is trying to juggle yeah. everything. And just even if you're just not married and, and absolutely maybe just relationships with friends and – and work and yep. it's that it's that juggling question and that balance question yeah. and and sometimes we just get in seasons where it's mm-hmm. it's just it's just a struggle it's a struggle it town yeah it is it's a struggle town <laughs> is that what you said <laughs> yeah I'm on the struggle bus right now <laughs> it does feel that way but sometimes yeah. like the other day one of my kids said um I feel like you haven't really paid attention to me today mm. and. And she knows that that's – she can do that with me. And it yeah. was such a sweet thing. Mm-hmm. And I realized that I had been sitting with her for most of the day mm-hmm. but not tuned into her at all. Present, yeah. yeah, we were mm-hmm. at the same table, but okay. I was doing emails or I was answering phone calls. And mm-hmm. so my – I think one of my biggest struggles with this whole balance thing is – just even being fully present in whatever I'm doing in that moment. Mm -hmm. It's not even like it's divided up by, oh, I'm on the road this weekend or I'm whatever. It's even physically when I'm sitting with my kids and Mm -hmm. I can't balance it because my brain is still doing 10 million other things. That's what drives me crazy. That's the part that I've just been praying that God Mm -hmm. will help me just be more present with whatever it is that I'm doing and not letting my thoughts go a million different directions. Yeah, I mean, I think that is the glorious and the mundane thing. It's like I call it kind of my farm table epiphany when I was when I knew you and back in we first met and when the Lord was like, you know, I I want you to even go as far as shutting this whole watermark thing down yeah. and, and come off the road and um, and it was making small choices and I think that time was about reorienting. It mm-hmm. was. Um, making those choices like literally I remember I would be rocking Ellie mm. in a rocking chair but I'm literally yeah. you know my brain is planning out tomorrow yeah. and 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 it was like okay I could be singing to her and 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 sometimes even I might be just singing mm. but I'm thinking but it's like you know wanting to just in that little moment go you know just give her that yeah. time of like pray for her yeah. and it was those tiny choices mm. that started reorienting and again I mean we go in seasons and phases and all those things but like I feel like there are seasons where it's easier than others or that we're kind of making those conscious choices and how did you do more. that would you feel like like if you were rocking her mm-hmm. just from a practical standpoint when you're thinking about that like oh man I'm really not would you just sort of stop yourself and say yeah okay like yeah. focus on what's exactly in front of you yeah. and mm-hmm. yeah and and I think too I would get real frustrated with not having I think I fought motherhood mm. a, a lot in the beginning and just giving up time yeah and just you know yeah giving up the things that um we used to have time to just sit and do but right. like 
um, yeah, and in little mo, I realized that I could, I could songwrite um, in the car with them, mm. and I could, I just needed to learn to do it in a different way, and mm. maybe speak into my iPhone or yeah, you know, when I had a thought or and then try and come back to it, try to come back to yeah. it later, or just getting better. I think too at, and that's you know, just inviting God into like the kitchen sink moment mm. when you're just washing dishes. I think it's those kind of choices for me. Um, yeah. Yeah. And almost stop myself, I guess. Yeah. But you could probably tell a really big difference when you started doing that. Oh, yeah. I feel like those, when I've been able to, mm-hmm. I'm so much more satisfied in that yeah. moment. And mm-hmm. for me, I'm just like, I'm trying to be efficient all the time. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. And so if I'm sitting with them or I'm trying mm-hmm. to read, it's sort of like, this doesn't feel like the, the highest use of my time. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I I'm sure I could be adding something it's, else to this combination. Like, why don't I just chop some stuff while I, I talk to you and all? Isn't it crazy? Yeah, it's that's yeah. one of my biggest struggles as a mom. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I don't know that what I do for a living mm-hmm. is the reason. I just think it's my personality. Yeah. If it hadn't been that, it would have been something I think else. There's something to that as well. Yeah. So you, um, the girls are all home. They homeschool, right? Yep. Like, and you have someone that kind of helps you with that yep. some, right? We do. Well, we have our an amazing nanny who's been with us for like f- over four years. Wow. And she's just awesome. And so okay. what's great is sort of that like divide and conquer. You yeah. know, like if I'm working with the older girls mm-hmm. on something, she can take the two little ones and do that kind of stuff and just so that there are more hands on deck. That has been – and also when – because different weeks look different, yeah. you know, than the last month or the last year. And so to have as many really consistent things mm-hmm. as we can yeah. helps make this sort of unbalanced schedule feel a little bit more grounded. Yeah, so Nicole good. is there with them, you know, mm-hmm. the same hours every week. And I mean, we're flexible if like, you know, it's a weird sure. week. But in general, that's one of their, because they don't have school. Mm-hmm. So we sort of realized that we needed some more consistency Right. To, to have during the week because mm-hmm. they were like sort of flailing with the no schedule thing. So yeah. it's been yeah. awesome to have her helping. Mm-hmm. I don't think I could do it without her. And I've seen um, on your Instagram a lot that your girls are, at least some of them, I'm not <laughs> sure all of them, but like prayer warriors, right? They are. I, I mean, mean, that's it's, amazing. Yeah. And I think it's really funny because they all, they all, they're doing it kind of like in their own ways. Yeah. Now they're sort of getting to that age where they're finding mm-hmm. the way that they have relationship with God that's yeah. not. It's individual to them. It's sure. not. It's not like the way that I do. Mm-hmm. Or, um, so it, yeah. It, that's been one of the coolest parts of this mm-hmm. stage is seeing them kind of establish that in their own way. Yeah. And do you think that they're? I mean, I know it's such a. It's so messy for us to live out what we do in mm-hmm. front of them all the time. You know, my girls yeah. are here, and and you know we've got to leave, and you know nannies are here, and um, I'm hoping that we're going to get my parents to move to Tennessee oh. really soon to help out. But like, um, there is that element, but do you, th- I, I have noticed more since they've gotten older mm-hmm. that I think living what we're, we're doing and being who we are, you know, yeah. in front of them yes. is such like a, a sweet, it is shaping thing. And I think, t- I think back to, um, this is one of my all time favorite just kind of parenting mm-hmm. moments where I feel like the Lord really spoke into exactly that because I had gone to India on a mission trip mm-hmm. and I was going to be gone for 10 days or 11 days or whatever. It was a long time. Mm-hmm. And while I was there, 
I got a nasty email from someone mm. basically saying, you you should just be with your kids. You shouldn't be doing this. Mm. And the truth of the matter is, first of all, my kids were at Mall of America riding bumper cars. Okay, so they were not, <laughs> they were not suffering. Um, but also, we had prayed about it as a family, and they— Mm. They wanted me to go. They prayed and they asked the Lord and they felt like, Mommy, you're supposed to go. And in India, I woke up and I had read this email and I was just, I mean, I cried. It was a year after Audrey had died. Mm. And I'm thinking, what am I doing? Am I messing up my kids? And the Mm. Lord just spoke to me and said one of the most profound things that I've ever heard him say. And it's so simple. But Mm. he said, your children will learn more about me from your obedient absence than they ever will from your disobedient presence. Wow. So if you're here because you were afraid and I've called you to go do something, right? Wow. they're learning disobedience from you. Mm. Now, you have to know that I'm asking you to do it. But if I am, you also have to trust that I can cover the gaps, you wow. know? And yeah. it was like, no, my job is to be obedient, mm. you know? I'm, my higher calling, even than motherhood, is, is glorifying God. And mm-hmm. so— I don't mean that in like a trite way. I really believe that. And, you know, sometimes I feel called to Nordstrom. Sometimes I feel that. (laughs) And I feel like the Lord says, you've misheard me. So you you have to really balance that. But in general, I think it was good for me to like let that resonate in my soul that things Mm -hmm. are not going to fall apart if you're listening to what He's doing and you're being mindful of it. Yeah, that's so good. Yeah. I ask them questions a lot, and mm. I I bring them into the decisions a lot, and um, and that's always just neat to gauge where they are. And I think I'm sure the girls are just so um, proud of you for one thing. Mm. Like I can just um, tell, even because I stalk you as well on Instagram. Because <laughs> um, <laughs> do you stalk me in other ways? It's minutes. not just Instagram. <laughs> in fact, I feel like this is a good place for us to talk about it. It's weird what you're doing. Stop showing up at my house. <laughs> Gosh, I did. I did walk in on you um, not long ago, but you were not feeling well. That was sweet of you to say. Not (laughs) feeling well. I was like, I was barfing. (laughs) And Todd's like, it's not a good time right now. Yeah, Todd's like, let me go check on her, but I don't think she's going to. She's going to come to the front door here. (laughs) I am nothing if not. He was chasing cats. That, Your cats had gotten out, maybe? We have one, but okay. <laughs> so, so far, I have Sorry. multiple cats, and I love the buffet. <laughs> Thanks so much for having me. <laughs> it's really been a gift. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah, so um, you live next door to our friend, Bren. Yes. Bren will be so excited that we mentioned her name in the podcast. She sure Don't will, because she listens to every podcast put out. <laughs> and she's a real social media girl. No, she's not at all. Oh, my gosh. I'll, I'll send her a link. Yeah. She will be excited. Hey, Bren. So fun. You texted me um, a while ago. Um, I don't, it's been over a year since. That was hysterical. Yeah. Yes. You're like, wait, who's... You know her husband's name, yes. and and I'm like, I. Okay, but you said his name. I said his, it like a more formal version of his which name, which is his dad's name, right? Yeah. And, and you're so, like, oh, he's a nice guy. His son's really nice. <laughs> and then we figured out who it was, and I was like, no, I don't think you understand. And I literally videotaped <laughs> my house and then panned over. I was like, this is. Where, I need you to tell me this is a nice person. Oh and you're like, oh, you two will. Oh yeah. You, first of all, you'll be trouble together, but totally. it'll be great. <laughs> when I like thought about it in my mind, I'm like. Lord, you, you are so perfect. The neighborhood is going down fast. Yeah, we're. I'm so grateful to have a couple neighbors that are, as we talk about all this kind of stuff, where it's like 
you know, there are gaps. That's been one area that I really feel like there are three of us who, you know, one's a youth pastor, a couple of musicians, but Mm -hmm. it's really normal for us to text, like, I got a big pot of soup tonight. Your husband's out of town. Mine's out of town. Like, okay, or send the kids at this, like, just sort of. That's amazing. That's a great thing about Nashville, Mm -hmm. I feel like, is Mm -hmm. we're all in general. I think we're so for each other. Yeah. And we're so, we really do have this sort of, Mm -hmm. like, familial, how can we pitch in? We just get it because we live in a town of people who have these kind of weird schedules and weird Mm -hmm. gaps. So. That's um, so true. I know. I I think it's. Go ahead. No, no, no. I was just going to say, I think it's one of the coolest parts of living here. I was just texting with Rebecca Lyons, uh, that same thing. And mm. she was, because she invited me to dinner for tomorrow night with something. And I was just like, I I can't, I'm flying out. Mm. And she's like, you know, isn't it amazing? Like that we, we all are going a million miles mm-hmm. an hour. And she literally just told me her summer schedule, which is hysterical. And mm. <laughs> basically she's like, Like you it's know, bad? Is it bad? You know, because they'll go, they go to Connecticut for oh, a while. Oh, oh, oh. So it's not just work, but just like travel stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And, but she was like, it's so good that we fight for this. Yeah. Like we, we, we fight for it. Yep. And, and you empathize with each other. So it's like when you tell me you can't show up at something, if I'm like, hey, and, yep. and you're just like, I got this and this is, I'm like, gotcha. Yeah. Love you. Bye. Yeah, exactly. It's not personal. <laughs> no. I get it. Absolutely. No. And I, so I love your little neighborhood, um, like grocery runs like that. Oh, totally. <laughs> <laughs> so like one of you will text the other and yeah. say, it's not just like, yeah, can you pick up paper towels? But you're like, I need a rotisserie chicken. I need <laughs> three cans I need of corn. The, like whatever. There's this one kind of pizza that's like gluten-free, have pepperoni, whatever. But now we'll just say the pizza and they, now we know like which one we're talking about. No, it's true. It's like a specific list. That's amazing. I know. Isn't it? It's, it is. But I've also discovered an app where they can bring groceries to oh, your door? See, I was just looking that up as well because I remembered you said that and I can't. I'm a fan of it. I think we live too far in the you country. You do? Well, it'll it'll get here. We're in the boonies. It's, you're not really. I think it's going to get here. You're just yeah. a couple streets too far we out. We don't even have Comcast, so. Oh, no, you are in the boonies. <laughs> wow. You have electricity. That's good. So, yeah, we had to get like um, a crazy little internet hotspot. Are you serious? So, yeah, that's what we're working with. I didn't so, realize that. Isn't that crazy? We, it's not like you live in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> but I mean, but they treat us like like we do. But who <laughs> <laughs> treats you that way? No, I just mean like <laughs> <laughs> I wish that they could see the person sitting in the background just laughing at us. <laughs> like, hey Christy, she's not coming back. <laughs> Thanks for having her out here. You guys covered oh <laughs> four gosh. deep thoughts and then cable and rotisserie chicken. So we're going to lock this one up. Call it a day. Okay. What else is on your list here, Christy? You've got a, you've really, oh my gosh. you've got a full page of notes. This is so great. Um, yeah, so. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so do you have any good DIY projects coming up? <laughs> Let's move into important things. First of all, did you see my floors and my walls? I did. Come on. That was, was super fun. I revisited the other day just because when I was thinking about what I wanted to ask you about, I was revisiting like, mm. just how you took charge. <laughs> it was so much fun, though. Honestly, like, this is the other thing about what we do. I have found increasingly that I sort of need something that's, like, more concrete, 
in my world. Like there are a lot of things that are like artsy and creative and I don't, again, I think it's my personality and I can do a certain amount of that, but then I sort of like a project that I can go like, it's done. Yeah. There isn't like any gray or it's just sort of like, so Todd and I were talking about this and he said he has a ton of musician friends who like love woodworking or whatever, just that they have a hobby Mm -hmm. that they're kind of getting their hands dirty and Mm -hmm. doing something. It just, I think it just triggers a different part of your brain. I can't paint or do anything like Mm -hmm. that, but just something where it, because books are so long and, you know, records are the same way that it's kind of cool to have a project and just in a pretty short amount of time, be able to be like, I did it. I, I've completed something. It feels like nothing in my life is ever complete. So, (laughs) but I mean, you did it like by yourself. I did. I know. I have a circular saw. I mean, I mean, yeah, it was. Way to go. I was pretty impressed with myself. (laughs) Do you have any more on the table, like, that you're thinking of? Well, I'm always, now that I've come to your house and looked around a little bit, I've come (laughs) up with, like, four more projects, so. You're going to go home and put your Christmas tree up? I think I might, just so someone will call it a Christmas house. Um, But, yeah, I think that we're, I was talking to you about counters. I really want Mm -hmm. new counters in my house, but Mm -hmm. that's not really DIY. Yeah. I can't, like, carve marble. Yeah. Yeah. So, no, nothing. I've got to start writing right now. I have to write a book over the summer. I was going to ask you, like, what's next with that? Yeah, it's kind of writing season, which— Even though you have writer's block. (laughs) I know, exactly. So here's the problem with what it is. So this is normally when I come up with 150 new projects, you know, because I don't—I just can't seem to— Ironically, the book that I'm supposed to be working on is about living in the present (laughs) and not, not like, letting the past or the future steal from it because I feel like that's kind of where I'm always Mm -hmm. stuck. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think it's hard for me to write because I'm – because I struggle with it. So I've been distracting myself with a million other things. But Mm -hmm. I'm so grateful to just be home for a couple months. Even if it's writing, I I love Mm -hmm. doing hard work but being at home and being in – kind of a routine. So I think if I can give it a couple of weeks to sort of like recover from spring, I'm yeah. hoping that I can start writing and yeah. think of some things to say. Do you think that when it's such a struggle that it, has it been like that with other projects? Like when it's such a struggle, I think there's a certain, like people can detect that um, mm. authenticity of that, of yeah. the struggle. You know what I mean? So I, I do think, think that's true. Thanks for powerful. I writing. do. And this one in particular was like, this was the, this was a book that was a little bit of it was written, like not much, but for two years I've been kind of jotting down mm. ideas for it. And I got hacked last fall really mm. badly. I hate this. And that computer was erased remotely. And that <sighs> was the only place this book was. So it feels like, oh, man. and I don't mean that in a like, because what, what happened was then we recovered just a couple things. Mm. And those six files out of hundreds and hundreds were some of the ones they recovered wow. out of like 12 files oh, of hundreds and hundreds. So um, that's not to say it's going to be a great book, but there's just spiritual warfare. I feel like there's sure. a really different warfare. Uh, and I think part of it is that I'm, it would be easy for me to like enough, a bail. This is too hard. Right. But I think fighting through it is really a good thing. In fact, mm. this is like a little bit more on the vulnerable side, but I think it's been really good. I've never been in therapy in my whole life. Mm. And a couple weeks ago I started going Wow. because I was like, I'm trying to process all that's of this good, yeah. stuff out mm-hmm. and I'm resistant to having help. And I think I can just mm. figure it out. And then, so it was sort of something about this book wow. that I think opened up something in me to say, you don't, and you need to learn it before you can teach it to other people. So yeah. you better just go on in there and sort of get, mm-hmm. get to dealing with your stuff. So yeah. this, this book is hard work for really 
good reasons. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that means about the end result, but it's good for me. The process has been really good and really hard for me. Mm-hmm. It's different, I feel like, than the other ones. Yeah. So yeah. we'll see. Maybe that it's hitting home right where you're at. In yeah. The and what keeps you um, passionate about I know you're, you know, both of our audience, we would say are women, like what keeps you passionate about just bringing truth to the table, I guess, Mm -hmm. for, for women and getting to lead women and speak and I think just that there's a paycheck, you know, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) He shook his head. Oh, the background is even better than the, uh, the audio. No, I mean, I think it's, I think it's, you know, it can be easy to feel like we're isolated in a lot of what we do. Mm -hmm. You know, so much of what we do is alone in a room Mm -hmm. writing and Mm -hmm. you, you know, you're, you're constantly relying on the Lord, but you can really start to feel Mm -hmm. like you don't, it's easy for me to sort of like burrow when I'm in a season like that. And one of the coolest things about doing what, what is hard for me is going out and teaching is is looking at people face-to-face and really hearing their stories. Mm. And when they're talking about something they read in a book or whatever, just being able to see the way it goes out into the world and that I'm having a relationship Mm. with these women and that something that seemed, you know, just like a passing thought to me that God could actually use that. I know that sounds Mm. silly, but I I never thought of myself as having Mm. that capability. I don't know how many of us... Mm-hmm. naturally feel like, wow, I just have this thing to offer, you know? Right, yeah. And sometimes you do it and then you just throw it out in the world and you're like, I don't know what, mm. I don't know how they're going to receive mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm so passionate about hearing stories and mm-hmm. feeling like, hey, if there's something in my small little contribution that can connect to that, it makes yeah. me want to keep fighting for it. Yeah, for sure. Well, it's been so amazing to get to catch up yeah. and sort of, I don't know, do a little recap on yeah. our story even and just how we first connected and um, to get to be back in town and kind of see um, what God is up to next with mm-hmm. you. And um, I just appreciate you so much. And I think because um, I can just laugh with you if that's what I need. <laughs> true um you're like true um but that you also I think it's important you know that friends like that first of all like we said before that you you know we're all in such crazy seasons and you get each other and you let each other be who they are and Mm -hmm. and even though we don't get to see each other you know super often because of the schedule stuff um I just love that um you know, that you, I don't know, when we get to connect, Mm -hmm. it's just a sweet thing to like, um, love each other sort of on all fronts and kind of you as a mom and you as a writer. And, um, it's just a special thing. It is. It is. Um, and it's not surface. I mean, that's not a, I feel like even when, when we do schedules like this, I feel like, you know, a couple of us will get together and it's like, we're not, chatting about these it's like okay what's hard in this Mm -hmm. where are you what's Mm -hmm. the so that's a beautiful thing too that we we're laughing here and we have so many (laughs) funny stories but we also have hard stories yeah you know we have times of sitting and talking about things that were yeah really 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 wounding Mm -hmm. and so um 
I, I think that that that's one of my favorite things about you. Mm. Thanks for making it safe. This is I love that you do this because I feel like you're inviting people into that mm. part of you. You're the perfect person to do it. Thank I you. I love it. Thanks so much for coming out here. Yeah. And let's make a habit of it. Yeah. Um, I mean, I feel like after the people listen, they're I mean they're going to demand it. So <laughs> we might just want to prepare ourselves for just what that our, chapter our looks weekly, like. Our weekly podcast. Yeah, and I can understand that. <laughs> you're awesome love you love you too well thank you for listening to two old friends catch up today it's funny I mean we really wouldn't be living in the home we're living in if it weren't for God using Angie in our lives so many years ago as our realtor I'm very serious and Angie's just like you're welcome guys but it really has been this little nest egg that we got from that one cell of that house that she helped us with And the next two homes that we've bought, we were able to put that down on these homes. And so I look back on just God's provision through that and how He intersects us with the right people at the right time. And then our friendship would go on and flourish in a completely different way. Only God could think of those kind of things. It's just amazing. And I hope you're so encouraged today, wherever you are, that you are seen, that God really does care about every single detail of your life. I hope you also get the sense that He can be trusted, whether your longings and dreams are just a tiny seedling today or an oak tree flourishing. If He put it in you, He has the inside scoop on how it needs to unfold. He also loves it when we choose to get open-handed with whatever it is we're clenching onto. In fact, He'll kind of show off a bit if you just give Him the chance. If you leave it truly up to Him, He might just wow you. And I wanted to say, too, as God often does, He causes things to come full circle and even sort of ties up loose ends of our stories in pretty sweet ways sometimes. The story I told you at the beginning about our manager dropping us and the roosters and such, well, even just lately, I've run into him several times here in town. He's not managing artists anymore, but actually seems to be doing something that he's really passionate about. And it's just been fun to run into him. He's actually been extremely kind to me, and I sense this unspoken peace in both of us with how the story unfolded. And you know what? I'm okay with that. This is a journey. Thank you so much for tuning in today. This is such a blast, and I hope you're enjoying it too. I'd like to thank my husband, Nathan Knuckles, who I'm looking at right now, for inspiring me to do this podcast, for editing them and creating the beautiful music piece that you've been hearing, and to my manager, Matt Geis, who's been working tirelessly on editing as well and countless other things to just get this dream off the ground. Just wanted to give credit where credit's due. You will definitely want to check out Angie's website and all of the wonderful offerings that she has at angiesmithonline.com. She has some incredible resources available. And be sure to check in with me on Instagram at Christy Knuckles for the next podcast release. Thank you again for following this journey with us. Next week, the story is going to unfold in a big way. So be sure to tune in. Have a glorious day, and I'll talk to you soon.